You're listening to LinkRod, a discussion about the intersection of life and technology. So welcome to episode five. Today's theme was to, to discuss a little bit about learning for free. So the internet's kind of arisen and it's apparently the beer so, uh, store of free and open knowledge in human history. But how do we actually use it to learn? How can we harness the vast swathes of information available at our fingertips to teach ourselves about the world? Can we channel all this information into something of benefit, something world-changing, or is it all just there to make money? So what I thought I'd, I'd just kind of ask is, what what have you taught yourself recently? Like what and what tools and sites have you used to do that? Um, I use a lot of um, being a doing programming. I use a lot of Stack Overflow or Stack Overflow, which is a if you're in IT or you've ever worked in IT, you're fully aware of what that is. Um, and it, it points you to lots of things. But YouTube, YouTube is a massive a massive user for myself personally. When I get stuck, there's a guy called um, and I, I, it's he's. It's called the New Boston, and I think his name's Bucky, and he's he produces so many videos on IT, and because he's a big believer in free education, and yeah, he's doing amazing things, like tremendous work. Like from I'm talking from from start to finish, he's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos. He's got a, a website that has the videos on it as well, and um, he dedicates. He puts so many hours into doing this stuff. It's anything from Android development to Java development to web development to, you know, cascading style sheets, if you want to know that. Like heaps of different things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that's probably a, a really good source, and that's all, it's all free. Can't you? pay cent for it. What about you, Adam? YouTube. YouTube. That's, that's my be-all and end-all at the moment. I use YouTube. I uh, work out if it's good, if, uh, what I want to do, if it works, if it... And gets it done quickly. And what have you been teaching yourself? Well, I do filming and editing. Mm-hmm. So with uh, editing work, if I want to learn something new in that respect, I'll go on YouTube and get a, a tutorial on, um, say, want to put something in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Um, After Effects, it's another piece of software I use. Um, there's After Effects tutorials on how to do different effects and 3D work. Well, you, Tim. Uh, well, I, I, the big thing I've been teaching myself recently is, is how to use Jekyll, which is a static website generator. Um, this Brit podcast, if you're listening to it, is brought to you by Jekyll. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, um, so that's uh, that's the big thing I've kind of been teaching myself. And it, I suppose it is teaching myself. Um, I've used Stack Overflow, I've used YouTube, um, and just literally Googling questions and finding blog posts of people um, detailing, you know, step-by-step instructions. And I think, I think it's been, yeah, I, it's really interesting to kind of go through this and to do it in a way that's completely informal. Because, so a bit of disclosure here, we all work for a university. We're all part of the formal education process. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of curious, what do you think about the difference between learning with the internet and learning via a course? And, you know, is there one better than the other? What, what are the kind of key differences, you think? Um, I think it, I, I, it does depend on how you learn. I think there's two, you know, there's lots of different ways that people learn, but um, so, some people learn by by doing, and I think things like YouTube are amazing for that. Mm. Um, other people learn by by reading or researching or hearing, uh, and and that can be good for them. So sitting in a lecture hall, 
hearing in theory how something works, they can then go and put that in action. But not everyone can do that. Some people are like, no, I've got to see it happen, and then I can adapt it to what I need to be used for. So I definitely think there is room for both. And, I, and look, I, I've got a degree, as all of us in this room have, um, an undergraduate degree, and I also have um, postgraduate education as well, um, as I think you do as well, Tim. Um, but I still do believe in that, that you, you can't learn everything from a university or from a TAFE or from a school. I think there's a lot of learning you've got to do by yourself, and, and that's in any industry. You, you can't, you don't finish a degree in IT or finish a degree in graphic design like you have and suddenly step in knowing everything. It's not how it works. You, they, a university will get you set up enough so that you don't drown on day one essentially and I know that sounds like that that's not uni's job but you wouldn't even get a foot in the door without it yeah so that's that's sort of what I think me you adds yeah I agree <laughs> short and sweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of I mean it's interesting uh, so one of the things I, I read a while ago or no it's actually um, a guy I saw speak and he talked about like the idea of like lynda.com yeah and you know it's a paid for service you've got to actually subscribe to Linda to, to do it um, and a lot of people are reluctant to pay for anything to do with the web it's all what's free um, and I suppose that's kind of what the allure of the web is that there's so much free stuff out of there but the way he kind of described it was yeah look I pay 40 bucks for this course but if I put my time into this and ca- calculated it out you know, roughly as a as a professional, I might get paid forty bucks an hour. So I paid basically for an hour of time to access, you know, a fourteen or sixteen hour course, twenty hour course, and I didn't have to hunt for anything. I just it was on the box. Here's what you do. Here's what we're going to go through. Whereas the hours you might spend kind of combing through something like Stack Exchange or YouTube. I was just going to say that, yeah, I, I kind of cherry pick what I want to look for where instead of being served up a whole course and learning. Yeah, yeah. but it's kind of like, so I'm kind of interested about that idea of like a, a course almost as like someone curated all the content for you and built it up into a little nice little package for you. The difference between that model versus the kind of free range exploration of the web you know they're they're two kind of competing models one's technically you have to pay for because someone has to do the work whereas the other one technically you pay for with your own time but access to it's all free i think coming coming into the internet almost not everyone's first experiences but initial experiences are things like napster and morpheus and these sorts of free things so we always thought into everything on the internet's got to be free because that was our initial experience i think that said there was also like an ideology of the web at that time that we were like there was that hippie kind of revolution thing like we're going to change the world and everything's going to be free and it's going to be awesome man and we'll overthrow the government and yeah 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 yeah. this this is how life's going to continue so i think there was that bit too yeah 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 definitely agree with that um, but, but I'd be lying if I said I, I, I subscribe to a, a particular website for tech stuff which there's one called um, Team Treehouse it's mm-hmm. called and I find it it's pretty good it's, it's it sets you about 25 bucks Australian a month so it's not massive amounts of dollars but I suppose if you don't want to pay for it but in, in saying that it does show you how to do a step by step video there's lots and lots of videos in it like for a they may say making one app would be maybe four or five different stages, and each stage would have about five, six, sometimes twelve videos in it. So there's a lot of there is a lot of work in that. And if I can do one of those in a month, and you can, it's 
cost you 25 bucks if you think about it the amount of hours that they would have put to put it together I mean we we as you said earlier we all work inside of a university we have a pretty fair you know idea of what it takes to to get a course together how many resources the hours what they people they need to talk to different people who are involved and and I have no doubt it'd be exactly the same in the online world in those paid for subscription services so I definitely think you're definitely getting value for money I'm not saying that I do like the idea of free education but that method is can also be done in a subscription type service with videos Yeah, I've used uh, Udemy or Udemy, and that's another um, pay-for-your course as you go. Um, I started mobile app development. Um, As you said, it's around 12 videos for a course. Did you finish it? No, I didn't finish it. <laughs> Don't crush I think, it. I think yeah. that's a kind of like, well, it's the other side of this. It's yeah, there's no sort of push for me to yeah. complete. There's no end date. It's like, oh, it's still there. I'll, I'll complete it when I'm ready kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it also takes the stress out of it, though. Yeah. yeah. If you take a formal course, like uh, as I am actually also studying a formal course, and it, it, there's pressure there because mm. you've got to have it done by this date, you know, this time, this date. So there are definitely... Yeah, I, I I think it was at a conference I went to recently, and um, they talked about this idea of you know self-directed learning as an actual skill set that's required, and people ne- don't necessarily have that. Mm. And I kind of think, well, that's kind of what high school learning is like. There's no necessarily like education at that point is done to you to a certain degree. Like you're you're basically like there's no you don't get a choice in the curriculum at all you're a passenger on a train you you are and look, I'm not and I'm not saying that that's what the edge like it's I'm, I'm not kind of dis- dismissing kind of the teaching that's involved in that but at the same time as a student you don't get to choose pretty much anything in, in that experience you you might pick some subjects occasionally but that's about as, as as much as it goes then you get chucked into uni where all of a sudden you don't even have to turn up to a lecture no one actually records the role you can wear whatever you want um, and they, they, a lot of first years just kind of lack that 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 knowledge of how to do this on your own because they've come out of that environment and i kind of think part of me thinks that first year should almost be a little bit of boot camp of this is how you're gonna you you have to actually grow up a little bit and come here and do stuff and but part of it is just that idea of self-directed learning and i know it sounds really weird but i had a a friend from denmark studying with me and her complaint was that they don't tell me everything to do at uni she was really kind of used to everything kind of being really structured and they have to tell me everything that I need to know. Whereas the lecturers that we had weren't that. They were kind of, you know, I've set this topic. You can go away and research this to your heart's content or not. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not going to do anything about it until the assessment task. And then I'm going to give you a grade about how well you've actually done. And so... I think it's a really challenging kind of environment is to go from this completely controlled educational experience to a completely free one. Well, not a not a free one, but definitely requires self-motivation. You know, how do we transform people from one to the other? Because I still think there's a big chunk of the population that that's their, their experience of education is school. And school's not necessarily learning... And so they never learnt to learn. Yep. 
that just learnt the stuff at school. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And the, the thing that when I talk to people who have, who haven't, who don't have a tertiary education, who only have a high school education, and that's sort of the end of it. And then that, you know, talking to them about making that step to university, whether they're younger than me or people who are just looking at getting into it, the thing is, they're like, I don't know if I'm smart enough. And from my experience, university has nothing to do with smarts. Absolutely nothing. It's the person who gets the, the, the what's the top of the class called? Distinction. Whatever the what they name PhD. the people who win the the whatever the honors the honored people whoever they you know the, it's 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 never the smartest person who is literally you know the, the the guy who's the quickest or whatever it's the person who works the hardest and that's what uni's about uni's about working hard whereas in school school's not about working hard school's about who's the smartest it's like it's just whoever whoever can retain the knowledge they need to. Go and do an exam. Well, smart, smart in a very specific way. Well, yeah, it's smart in a non-working way. Whereas, it's like who could remember best. Yeah. Well, in school, exactly. It's it's who, not who has a, who was smartest. Whereas um, at university, it's not just about remembering. You've got to there's so much an open area that you've got to learn to research. You've got to learn to well, retain knowledge as well, but you've got to learn to think for yourself. You've got to learn to be able to be creative. You know, heaps of different avenues. You've got to, to just even for simple stuff. So how do, so how does the web actually? Does it actually suit? Is it is it actually a platform for learning, or do you actually have to like prep yourself up and? you know, assemble a bunch of skills before you're even ready to kind of realise the potential of the web is do we need to kind of, yeah, have some kind of intermediary step to say, look, the web's awesome, it's got all this stuff, but you need to work out how to learn yourself before you can even consider this. Otherwise, you'll just go to Wikipedia and that'll be the end. And if it's not uncovered in Wikipedia, it's not worth knowing. But do- so is this a res- but but okay going away from the internet is this is this a responsibility of a high school to teach kids how to learn this uh, should should they be setting because naturally the next step not naturally because it's not for everyone but n- in most cases the next step after school is university if you want a career that involves a degree yeah. so it's not uncommon it's not like it's out of the ordinary that someone goes from school to university so why aren't we setting our kids up so that when they come to university they know how to study at a university not study the way university studies or you know I've been tossing around the idea of like whether whether we need to start to rethink the actual time frames and timelines of education and at the moment what we do is we basically say well from the time you're five until you're 25 we're going to lock you in that's that's your education period yeah that's when you go away and you just learn stuff and i kind of like like but i was lucky enough that i did my you know primary school high school graduated and then i went overseas for a year and did like a student exchange thing so i had a break and it's like but that 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 wasn't i was like the freak out of my kind of year group like none of my peers did that most of them just went high school finished there's a summer break bam at uni and straight into I don't know being an adult or training to be an adult whatever (laughs) but it's kind of like but but we don't live like that like it's kind of like that makes sense when your life expectancy might have been like 50 yeah uh, to try and cram it all in at the start and then then you just go away and work for the rest of your life 
But I kind of wonder now, like, have we actually got enough scope to change that? Because we, we live longer now, the jobs that we do are slightly different. So instead of just the first half of your life is learning, then the second half of your life is is working, can we just break it up and say, well, you do a bit of learning and then you go off and you might go and do some work and there's some basic jobs that you can go and do, but then you work out, oh, well, these are the things I like doing. Okay, well, now you can go back and learn and you can do that and then you can have some different jobs and then you go, oh, I might want to change again. And so I, and so all of a sudden when you, when you have a model that actually thinks about like learning repeatedly and yeah. not just as a three-year holiday from life to go away and learn stuff, which is what universities kind of... The ideal of university is probably supposed to be that you get to have this holiday away from home, live there, do that, learn everything you need for life, and then we'll chuck you in the real world and but you can fe- be a taxpayer f- for the rest of the We've fed that through movies, We're, but that's it's in, they're inspired by many, many movies that mm. require you go to school, then you get a degree, and if you don't, you're a loser, and while you're there, you have fun. Mm. You know, it's sort of that's what we're given. Um, but I, I am, I was the same, I went to school. From school, I went to uni and then went, this is not for me. I can't do this. Mm. And I did it for, I think I did a semester and then left. And then I, I left for about five years and just did heaps of different jobs. Like I worked in a hospital. I sold vacuum cleaners. I worked in a... Are still as a traveling guy? or a Kirby's. Yep. I sold vacuum cleaners at someone's door. I, I, I they still had those. I thought it was like literally the 1960s. No, man. It was amazing. It was so bad. But I, I've literally done... I, a fedora hat. I was a DJ. I've done heaps and heaps of jobs. And I think... And it was because I couldn't, I couldn't pin down what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And I wasn't going to go and study if I didn't know what I wanted to be. Mm. And, and that was nothing about knowing how to study or knowing... I just... I just didn't think, what's the point of spending three or four years if I don't know that I want to do that? Mm. And once I came to the realisation, okay, that's what I want to do, I then just went, applied, got in, did the three years, got out, went to work. I suppose the flip side of it, it's not just willing to study for three years, it's it's also accumulated debt. All the debts. The hex, basically. I mean, like that's probably a uniquely Australian thing is a hex debt. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that, but basically instead of a student loan that you might get, um, you basically get a loan from the government or they charge you fees. Did you have one? Yeah. I Did you? Just yep. paid mine off. So. I got, I'm st- well, because I'm doing my master's, I'm still paying for it and they're more expensive. Yeah. So I suppose that's the, that's the kind of a flip side of this is that it's not just taking three years out. It's also then having 10 years of work to kind of pay yeah. it off again and so how I suppose to me this is actually where universities uh, are an issue in terms of that and, and there's like a gap in the market is that you, well, we can't literally afford a university degree repeatedly in our lives we've probably only got one possibly two in our lives in order to take that amount of time to do it and then pay it off because they're quite expensive I'd like to see even TAFE's expensive though so even you this this is what's hard for not people in our position because this you know we I don't want to sound like we're, we're, we're white privilege yeah. all three of us are white privilege yes. we're not going to cut bullshit here we are we, we all had the opportunity to, to do university we hold the opportunity to go to good schools I think both you went to the same private school I went to a private school um we're all in fortunate positions but what about the people that aren't who can't afford to go to you and I know they say everyone can get hex but for Daryl who's 
a single dad or you know a, a son who's got no dad because he left home and he's he's with his mum he's got to go out and work because he's yeah. got to make money he can do night school but it's really tough to do university at yeah. night justify spending twenty thousand dollars for that mm. when twenty thousand dollars to someone like that is a lot less to twenty thousand dollars to us because mm. Just because that's yeah. the way we, you know, we, we, I don't, I'm not being mean to those people, but it's just the way it is. Well, I think, I think, I, I agree, and I think there's a there's a problem in the current system, and I think that's Definitely. it is that we're creating inequality because we're not actually giving. Like it, it's this idea of meritocracy. I think it's like, like a, that's the biggest crock of shit that's going around at the moment. It's, it's all based on meritocracy. You know, the, the best will rise up. And it's like, yeah, but that's almost like the opposite of what you want. You don't want the best yeah. to rise up because technically then they'll just stay at the top and they'll accumulate all the money and no one else gets a chance. What you actually want in a society is we want people from the bottom being bought up and, and actually having more opportunities. So what you kind of want is like that idea of positive discrimination. It's like, well, yeah, you've got the highest score in the state, but there's this poor kid, that, it, 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 there's no way he's going to get the same opportunities as you in life. We're going to give him your place. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, you know, they're the kinds of things that, that the system perpetuates at the moment. Like universities, and not necessarily ours, but others are built around their elitist kind of things. I heard something the other day, and it was in a movie, so it's not real. But he said universities it was, it, universities are only as good as the people they reject. Yeah, I actually thought. I mean, that's a reality too. That's it was in a movie, but that's a reality. Well, that's and that's how, like you know, the sandstone universities in Australia they operate. That's how you know, Harvard and Oxford and MIT like that. They only take the cream of the crop, yep. and like that's the thing. That's why they don't have retention problems and dropouts because you are the smartest kids in the state, in the nation, yep. turning up to your door. The, and the, the reason why they've got that is because they don't have crap home lives. They have, they're not going through a foster care system. They're not getting no. abused by people. That's why they can get top scores. Because yeah, they've probably got really supportive and families and they've got money to pay for tutors and Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'd really like to see it. I know we talk about MOOCs and things like that, but a MOOC's worthless unless you pay the extra money to get it. And even then it's not... What's it worth? But what, really? I, mean, I suppose this is kind of the thing. It's like, well, I'm, I haven't actually finished a MOOC yet. I can't. <laughs> I've signed up. Well, I think that's it. And it's because it's, it's, it's just content. And part of it is that there's no motivation to engage with that content. That, whereas when I'm learning something for work or for my profession or even just outside as a, as a hobby, that we've all kind of just said that that's what we, we'd been doing like I don't mind sitting there for two hours at night in my own time sifting through YouTube videos in order to find the content but if someone curates it puts it in a MOOC I probably don't actually have the same drive because it's not what I need at that point in time yep. it's the web is like I have a question now yep. can I get an answer Google here's a stack exchange a stack Overflow Exchange about that thing. Go here, go here. There's a Try this. Oh, it's fixed. It's done. Um, yeah, if you have a problem, you want to get it fixed now. Well, and I suppose that is that the difference. Like that's pr- probably almost like a primary difference between formal education and informal. Is it's on demand? Yeah, yeah. But we we look at things in in the same in in different industries where. 
on demand used to be, you know, formal used to be the best way and, and on demand was way, way behind it. We look at things like TV, things like radio, on demand is now bang at the top and, you know, your, your formal, like, your form, like I'm talking Netflix v commercial TV. So there's a flip in those sorts of industries. So are we that far away from a flip in an industry like education? Well, the kind of thing I was curious about was, you know, I suppose higher education at the moment is kind of built around that elitist kind of notion. And there's almost this unholy kind of worship of brand names and the elite institutions. But, I mean, to be honest, the stuff I find really helpful and useful on YouTube is like a dude with a webcam and no production values. They stutter. They, I don't know, like it's not, it's not polished yeah. stuff. So I'm kind of wondering, like, do people actually care about that stuff in this kind of new wave of education of just-in-time learning? Like, do you care about the production days? I used to, but at the moment I'm, I'm starting to see that the material far outweighs the production values, as long as it's viewable and yeah. legible. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, if, I don't know, they're sitting next to a jackhammer and... Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or, actually, the thing that really annoys me with some stuff is, like, trying to do it on your phone and holding it there and, like, put on a tripod, dude. That's, I, I'm getting motion sickness. I can't watch this. That's probably my only stipulation. Mine's length. Yeah? Length annoys me. I won't... If it's more than five minutes or more than yeah, yeah. ten minutes, I'm sort of like, eh. I think I did a 12-minute one the other day. That's sort of where I'm at. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't... And I know some things are, yeah. are really complex and they take more than that, then I'd split them into parts. But definitely, sitting, the, the thought of sitting down for half an hour without being able to move... And that's me. That's not everybody. I'm, I'm sure Adam could do yeah. it because he's more calm than I am. But I'm pretty... I'm like a jackhammer. <laughs> I'm up and, yeah, I'm not a stationary sort of fellow. So that's sort of where I got. But, yeah, I'd really like to see free education, like, like a primary school. I mean, not like a primary school, but a free education provide... An online free education where anyone can go... But, but is that what the web is? So that it's not necessarily. We don't even have to create anything. But what we do you put in your resume? That's that's what that, that's the only value you get in a degree. Yeah. At the end, as I said when we talked before, I said uh, when you finished your graphic design degree, it basically meant you didn't drown on your first day. Yeah. You, you, you learn enough, but you can learn all that on the internet. The only thing you get out of it is you get a degree. You get a piece of paper that says you can do it. You know, old Gary down the road might not have his degree, but he can do it because he's done five hundred hours of you know, videos on YouTube or he's gone through iTunes U and got, you know, X amount of videos on it. He can do it, but can he prove he can do it? Well, I think this is kind of, I think this is a really interesting thing. And I suppose this is where there's like, there is quite a bit of, you know, development going in here about like badges and looking for alternative ways of actually making validation. And I kind of think like the reason why we trust the, or the reason why we have degrees is because it's, is a level of trust. We kind of out, like companies can outsource the, the trust required in order to have a decent employee to the university. It's like, okay, if they've come from your university, and they've got this piece of paper, it means they can do X. Yeah. And it's been a kind of almost like a shorthand for employment. And I suppose that was good at the time. But now we've actually got more and more people going through 
higher education in general. Like I think the idea in Australia is to get about 50% of people going through and having some form of higher education. Um, so all of a sudden, once you've got that huge difference in the marketplace, does it actually change what's what 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 is trusted? Like, is it not? It's not the degree anymore. It's like the portfolio that you bring along, or how many badges have you accumulated, or you know, it's kind of it's it's putting the con- the qualification of a degree under threat. But you, I don't know. Is it serious? No, I, I think it, it it differs for different industries, though. So for an, an IT like stuff that I do like say you know application development you can prove that you can do it by making an application graphic designers always have a portfolio web developers always have a portfolio Adam for instance in a, in a, being a videographer he'd have a portfolio yeah. but if you're an accountant or you're a um, you know a network engineer can you, you you sort of need that I reckon you need that, you know, someone saying he can do it or whatever. Mm. So, and, and having it the better. The like better. actual accreditation yeah. rather than examples of what you do. Exactly. Or the, could the, the, the future actually be, well, it's like you demonstrate that you know it. And so you make the YouTube videos that other people then go and watch. I actually think... It's I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, because that, that is how people kind of get discovered. Like, we've seen, like, artists and musicians get discovered via YouTube. Yeah. It's In a lot of other industries, it works. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like, is it is it is that actually a future kind of way of verification? Is so an accountant will say, look, I can use a calculator, and well, you could screen, you could screen share and go, right, here's this here's this account. I don't know. Yeah, I obviously yeah. don't even know what accountants do. They just do magic at tax time for me. I'm sure they use um, more than just a calculator. You know, like here's yeah, like literally, it's Some like sort of a talking yeah. head, and there's an Excel spreadsheet, and then they go in and they show how they make pivot tables, and I don't even know what a pivot table is, but I know. It's a real thing, right? That's a thing in yeah. Excel that Probably. you do. And I'm sure it's an accounting thing. Say box plot. for that one too. I don't know what it is. Oh, that's stats. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, like you could actually demonstrate that you knew what you were doing. Um, you could, you know, balance books like literally live as a video. It would probably be as boring as hell to watch. But, you know, it, it's it's actually changing like what is trusted. Maybe the government's got to come in and say, okay, these are some guidelines and we can give you something for it. So the, if you do this, this, and this, and you can prove to us that you do this, this, and this, and I don't know how they do it. I'm not saying that they're going to do this overnight, but you can prove you got this, this, and this. We can say that you're accredited for this. Well, there's, I, I mean, um, Deakin Digital is a initiative launched by Deakin University, and that's actually kind of what you do. You can turn up there with a skill set, and then you go through a process, and they will validate your skill set against higher educational kind of levels. So you can say, well, I've been running my own small business for 20 years. Um, I, I, you know, I run the marketing department, I do that. I, and then what you do is you sit down with someone from Deacon Digital and you tell them all the things and you show them what you've done. And then basically what they've done is like built a matrix of levels of higher education is that happening or it might be happening? No, it's happening now. So That's you could, genius. So you can kind of get, well, they can say, look, you know, you've almost, uh, like you've, you've got enough kind of skill set here that we could give you, you know, two thirds recognition against an accounting degree because you've ran your own business. You know, you know how, how to account and I can works. see, you've shown me your books. I can see that. So if you want to, you can go to Deakin University and get your, well, that's the thing. That's the sell is that it, it's streamlining people into Deakin. Then why isn't the government doing this? Going, you've got these skills, these skills, these skills. If you want a degree, you can go to these universities and do this, 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 this university, do this, 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 or this university, do this, this, this. I think it's because it's hard. 
that nothing worth doing has ever been easy. <laughs> and maybe on that, that's the point we, we leave this discussion. But um, yeah, look, I think I think the web has changed. I think you know it's opened up way more opportunities to learn. I think there's there's definitely that kind of gap between you know access to information and content versus learning from it. And I think there's this there is a thing that you need to do in order to harness the web. Where and when. That may be a discussion for another time, but yeah, thanks for the chat. Thank you. And the web, yeah, it's more than just funny cat videos.